Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh. And I am Kente. And we're happy to be with you today on this fine night. Um, Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast, is a show that will help you navigate through the waters of the fantastic Showtime series, Dexter. Um, our kind of mission statement is to get you ready for that final season. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be giving you all the information that's coming out about Dexter in that final season, as well as we're going to unpack seasons one through seven. So uh, I guess that's what we're going to do. For those that don't know, Dexter is uh, an American television drama on uh, Showtime. It is essentially about a, would you say, serial killer with a heart of gold? <laughs> yeah, something like that. And every, well, not every week, but um, Dexter is a serial killer that only, for the most part, kills other killers. So that's one of the questions that gets brought up, and uh, one of the things we'll talk about is, you know, is he a bad guy? And we are looking forward to hearing from all of you because this is a call-in show. Kente, what's the number for them to call in? As Josh says, it's a live call-in show, and the number to call in is area code 347-326-9541. Once again, that's area code 347-326-9541. If you have any questions about the show or or anything about our about the host, just call in, hit that number one button once you call in, and you'll be in the queue, and we'll try to get you on the show. Absolutely, and like I said, we look forward to hearing from you. All right. 
So, um, I guess our first business to talk about is the the uh, final season that just aired. Um, I think I believe it started in September mm-hmm. and uh, just concluded in the beginning of December. And uh, I guess before we start, we talk about the seventh season that just aired. We have to go to the sixth season finale and start there. So the big, the big uh, cliffhanger at the end. Uh, at the end of season six. Yes. Well, the 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 only the only way to say it is, he's caught. <laughs> uh, yeah, almost literally with his pants now. <laughs> I guess you could say literally red-handed. <laughs> right, bloody red-handed. <laughs> right. Um, and the person that gets him is none other than his very own sister. His yeah, sister slash uh, in real life uh, uh, ex-wife, <laughs> you know, catches her. Uh, essentially, last season's uh, villain was uh, Travis Marshall, and we won't go into that just yet. About uh, he he's played by the wonderful Colin Hanks. And if you wondered, uh, yes, he is uh, Tom Hanks' son. Yeah, <laughs> looks just like and he, it was a great acting performance. But, oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, but uh, we'll be talking about season six on a, a on a extensively on a, another podcast. But uh, so Deb walks into this church, and Dexter's doing his thing. He has Travis on the table, and booyah, <laughs> stabs him uh, in the chest, and you know. So what did you think when you first saw that moment? Did you see that moment coming? Well, you know, watching the first uh, six seasons all the way up to that point, you knew that it was going to happen eventually. But the way it happened, the moment it happened, when you thought, okay, the season's wrapped up, we're good to go, and then they nail you in the head with uh, a twist like this, it, it it blew my mind, literally. You know, there was, um, not to, to go back on a previous season, but there was, I thought it was going to happen in the season five, and they, I don't know if they were planning that to happen and they changed their mind to the last minute or whatnot, but, you know, I was expecting it. And then when it happened in this season, you felt it, you felt it coming but he was like, okay, are they going to chicken out again or what? I mean, that's what it, it felt like to me. It was like the last minute they changed their mind. But nope, you know, they went on with it. So it was excitement of, okay, finally this has happened. But then also, too, I had this feeling of, okay, don't fuck it up. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, like we've been waiting for this moment. And it's going to, you know, manifest itself in the next season, you know, uh, seventh season. Like, you know, how are they going to, you know, pull it off? So I guess we we get into the seventh season premiere. of It pretty much starts right where the last season began. Um, so how do you think that they, um, they they carried on with that finale in the premiere? I think one of, one of the best things they did in that premiere was acknowledge it. Acknowledged that it happened and ran with it. They didn't, you know, try to have a big cop out and, you know, change everything back to the way it was by having Dex just 
talk his way out of the situation. I mean, don't get me wrong, it almost happened. And I, I admit, as much as I love the show, I started to groan a little bit because I was thinking, oh, my God, we're going to go back to square one, aren't we? But uh, Deb never stopped being a detective, and I love that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny, too, because it makes you – it makes you think a couple of ways when you see this. Because on some level, I mean, you know, you have siblings, right, Josh? I have one. Okay, you have a sibling. Mm-hmm. So you think about it like, okay, if I walk in on my brother, you know, murdering a serial killer, how would that, you know, like, you know, what would I do? You know, how would I deal with that? But, you know, it's not even just that with her because it's her brother, but she's a, you know, she's a police detective. So she's not just a police detective; she's the lieutenant and his boss, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you know, it's like, what master do you serve? You know, is it the family? Is it the blood thing? And so you know, it's like, okay, you know, it was like, is De- like you said, is Dexter, Dexter going to talk his way out of this, or is he going to, um, you know, like he's done before in the past, or is he going to? Are they going to really, you know, run with this and make it a monumental moment, not just some throwaway? Bullshit. Not not to uh, go off on too much of a tangent here, but um, one of the things that I thought they did very well in those first uh, few episodes of season seven was uh, the fact that Deb and Dex are basically well, Deb's relearning, you know, about Dexter, and Dexter's trying to relearn the way the new dynamics going to work with the sister. But the thing they both realized was. Even though they were raised by the same man, they were taught two completely different things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that, you know, fathers tend to have different rules for the sons and the daughter, but, it, you know, it's taking it to an extreme level <laughs> with the, you know, the the different way that he dealt with uh, Dexter than he did with, uh, with um, Deb. Yeah. So, um, now getting back to the moment. You know, she goes into protection mode with Dexter. You know, like, okay, oh, you've done this thing. Oh, my God. You know, at first, I mean, well, at first she didn't go into protection mode. She kind of went into cop mode a little bit. And then she went into, well, this is my brother. i got to help him. Yeah, you know? it's like that, that the badge flashed in her mind for a second before being totally replaced by, you know, family comes first. Right. So, you know, there was a thing, and we talked about this yesterday when we were talking about the show, was, you know, so, he, you know, he told her some bullshit. She seemed to somewhat believe it. Then she went about not just turning her back, but helping him cover it up. And one thing that he that she did that made me go, okay, that's incredibly stupid, was when they went to the gas station to buy the gas, to put it in the tanker. Yeah. You know, in the tank, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, um, they have cameras everywhere, and you are like, what? Not even a mile from the place is about to get burnt down, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's no way anybody's gonna track that down, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, and then yeah, you know, I mean, she. I wonder if she even put it on her credit card, you know? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> put it on the police card, right? You know, ten, you know, fifteen minutes before the church burns down, you know? But uh, um, so which eventually played into uh, some more events that happened in the season that we'll get to, um, which was interesting. So, okay, so they burned the church down, and uh, 
um, you know, they come to they come to the site. That's uh, all the CSI people and and the squad and everything. And then a moment happens that really affects the season, and that's when uh, looking through the through the the burn site, uh, La Gorta, um stumbles upon a blood slide. Now, we know as people who watched the seventh season how that turned out. What, what did you think, Josh, when she found that blood slide? Would you? Well, first of all, um, to explain to those that might not know. Uh, Dexter being the um, blood splatter analyst that he is, um, you know, he his trophies as a serial killer are blood slides. So it's kind of like his profession and his uh, hobby. <laughs> uh-huh. Some people uh, crochet, kill- he collects blood slides of his victims. There you go. <laughs> so um, that's why that's important, uh, a blood slide. But... Um, the fact that LaGuerta found it. Well, let me let me ask you, what do you think? You go. When first. I when I first saw it, I was like, oh, you know, I, I did the oh shit. Then it was like, okay, I'm trying to figure out. You know, I had to go back in my memory bank. Like, did she know about the blood slides? And then when I realized it, oh yeah, you know, because Doke supposedly kept that. Then it started. You know, my wheels started churning. Like. She's going to think, you know, that... First, I started thinking, is she going to think that Travis Marshall was the Bay Arbor Butcher? I said, no. I said, oh, this is going to go lead back to Dexter somehow. I mean, I started, you know, putting all the pieces together, but it didn't happen right away. So, you know, I was wondering how that was going to shake out. But I was... it To me, that made it... It made me go, okay, they're not going to be stupid with this. You know, Deb finding out that they're really going to go for it. In this la in this next season, you know, that uh, you know the whole Dexter possibly getting caught or, or you know, that my my first reaction was, okay, Laguerta finds a blood slide. She was, you know, deep into the whole um, hunt for the Bay Harbor butcher. She was really, I guess, tight would be an understatement uh, <laughs> with the person that was eventually. Um, uh, accused of being the Baba Harbor Butcher, which we'll go into mm-hmm. in a future episode. But the fact of the matter is, it was Dexter. And now this piece of evidence from previous uh, case comes up. Someone uh, that she was very close to implicated in this. And now the first thing she thinks is, what? <laughs> and goes into total... I never thought he did it to begin with. My friend could be redeemed, that kind of thing. But who could it be, you know? She But like you said, they didn't jump right into that. Right. That was one of the beauty parts about the entire seventh season was the fact that all of the plots, all of the storylines were paced out uh through all twelve episodes and there wasn't a massive confusion at any point. Right. They, they did a really good job with that. And, and, and I guess another thing we should talk about is that, okay, you know, the um, now Deb, you know, Deb at first is grappling with, okay, did I just walk on this one-time thing? 
you know, but in her head, I, she, I think she's always known someone, right? You know, well, what I mean? everybody's been telling her, <laughs> right? But you know, it's like she's fighting with that, and then she wants to believe it's the one-time thing, but then she turns into cop mode, and then you know, because what he's saying is not adding up, and then she comes across the blood slides, and you know, and she as she tears his apartment up, and now what happens, which is really interesting, is that. This show where from the first season You always wondered How is Deb going to react to it Because remember remember, even in the first season Dexter uh, had a, a couple of Fantasies uh, you know, uh, Daydreamed about how His sister would find out And one was she pulls out a gun And shoots him <laughs> you remember Yeah that actually was pretty funny Yeah Because <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't make it all serious But he's like oh <laughs> And and then another way he he was uh, he was greeted as a hero and everybody loved him and you know and you know it was like oh you're taking the trash out you know <laughs> like it was one of those kind of uh, moments so uh, it was really interesting that um, that they they uh, you know you flash back to that moment of how Dexter perceived how he could be greeted as finding out that he's this, you know, this person that and what he does. So now the show is now affected from going forward because now he's not keeping it a secret anymore. Um he keeps something secret, but now she knows his business mm-hmm. and now the dynamic of the show is completely changed and it opens for a new ways of telling stories and and you really got that was on display this season and he had to deal with a lot of because he always does things in silence, and he always does things under the radar. But now, you know, he was actually able to use Deb to his advantage now to help cover up stuff. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, it seemed like he never needed that before, right? <laughs> you know. Right. So, what do you, how do you think that? How did you like how after she knew, and the dynamic changing, I mean, changed for the show. What did you feel about that, and how it was presented this season? Well, the first thing that happened I thought was hilarious, and that was when Deb started treating Dexter like a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and they did that theme once before on the show, yeah. Yeah, he went to, um, what, uh, AA or something? Right. And But, of course, we'll get into that at some other point. But then uh, she changes her way of thinking. Kind of. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she changes it again. You know, Deb was really messed up this season. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> Always on the verge of breaking down, but never quite hitting the bottom. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because in the previous season, she had to deal with thoughts that possibly she was in love with, you know, her brother uh, romantically. And then she had to mishmash those thoughts with finding out, oh, this guy that I may be in love with, who's been my brother my whole life, is a serial killer. <laughs> and I'm a cop, and I'm supposed to stop serial killers. <laughs> you know, it was like, wow, it was like a lot of conflictedness going on in in the show, uh, which was very, uh, very interesting. So, um, so you know, I... Uh, I personally 
loved that because I loved the difficultness of um of you know I like it when they make it uncomfortable for the characters because there were there were periods I guess in the early parts of the show uh early you know the early seasons where you know although Dexter you know was doing something that he could be caught and stuff but it seemed like he was doing it too breezy and what I've liked in the last past season especially this last season is you know he screws up you know he makes blunders you know it doesn't go perfectly you know now he ultimately gets out of everything but it's not as cushy as it's felt in the past so yeah because previously you you would never ever ever see uh Dex lose uh any kind of evidence like that right as, as far as the blood slide goes right and he always thought of himself as something not quite human right you know, that's what having, you know, wife and kids does to you, man. <laughs> As the wife and kids, right? <laughs> Makes you human. All right. So um, another thing, too, that happened in that um, first episode was um, uh, Mike Anderson, Detective Mike Anderson, played by the great Billy Brown, um, and uh, was gunned down by uh, Victor Baskoff. Um, and I'll say this really quickly. I knew he was going to get killed off when I saw that because I watched this other show called Sons of Anarchy and they, you know, he was a regular on that. And I said, wait a minute, he must going to get killed off of Dexter, <laughs> you know, because it's like they film at the same time and one is in LA and the other one films in Miami. There's no way he was doing both shows. So I said, they must going to kill that brother off. <laughs> you know, I was like, and sure enough, in the in the very first episode, he gets gunned down, which I was disappointed because I was really looking forward to, uh, you know, I like that actor, and I was looking forward to how he he blended with the dynamic of the show. But uh, one thing I was happy about his death that was that his death didn't just become a red herring. Right, it meant something. It meant something to the show. It it actually changed the trajectory of the show, which I thought was uh, excellent, and, uh, you know, that he just didn't get killed, and they forgot about it the next day, that it actually really mattered, and it started this uh, this this um, conflict between uh, these Ukra- Ukrainian um, uh, m- mafia guys that went through the bulk of the, the seventh season, so, um, you know... Um, what did you think about that whole thread with uh, the Ukrainians and the great Ray Stevenson, who played uh, um, Isaac Serko? <laughs> Serko, uh, you know, and uh, also Jason Gedrick, who was uh, he he ran the uh, strip club, uh, was um, part of this. What did you think about about the Ukrainian angle to this uh, season? I have it's one of the few times during the course of the show where you know you can look back and you can honestly say wow things just got really heavy for Dexter. Right. Because this isn't just, you know, some really good serial killer, you know. This is the freaking mafia. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Ukrainian evil cut you up in 90 pieces, mafia. The the kind of mafia that, 
you know, gives you a gun and tells you to kill yourself. <laughs> right, right. And you do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And and then Isaac Serko was so you know, he's he's a bad guy. There's no doubt about it. The man is bad. But he's that bad where you're like, I like him. Oh yeah. I want him to be my friend. And it's so funny too because they're Ukrainian, but he's a British actor. And I guess they they said, you know what, dude, we're not going to ask you to have some bullshit ass Ukrainian accent. So we're going to just say that you were raised in England, and that's why you you're so British. You know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It would have been silly if if uh, if uh, Ray Stevenson played that part, you know, with a probably bullshit, you know, <laughs> Ukrainian accent. But yeah, it, at least they addressed it. Right. But it, it still was, was funny though. He was so British playing that part, you know. Yeah, I bet you there's some Ukrainian actor somewhere going, like I could should have had that part, you know, like <laughs> like oh man, finally a role for a Ukrainian and they give it to a British guy. <laughs> Do you know what? And something that and I'm, I'm just remembering from season seven. This could be a selling point for some people. They were in the strip club a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just just throwing it out there. They were, and and you know we found out some revelations later um, about Isaac. But uh, there's that great scene where Dexter and. Uh, and uh, Isaac, or this is before uh, Isaac knows about that Dexter, who we forgot to say, Dexter kills Victor. He uh, He's able to find out that Victor uh, killed Mike Anderson, and he kills him and do away with his body. And now the police thinks that, uh, you know, that he's in the wind. And um, they don't know what's happened to Isaac. And... Uh, I, uh, I'm sorry, not Isaac, but Victor, the murderer of Mike Anderson. So what happens is that uh, through uh, some real interesting uh, turns of events, they figure out that I, I, uh, Victor has been killed. And before they know, figure out that it's Dexter, there's this great moment where they're in the strip club, and uh, there's you know naked women all over the place, and and um, Isaac says something to uh, Dexter. That was foretelling. Uh, go ahead. What does he say, Josh? Uh, so they don't do anything for you either. <laughs> Which is funny because you know you find out later that he's gay, uh, Isaac. This you know bad murderous killer dude, <laughs> you know, is a uh, you know homosexual uh, guy. Which I figured before you know they actually revealed it, and that Victor. Was his lover? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> you know, usually when um, Hollywood, I guess we would call it, uh, writes uh, a gay character, uh-huh. they're either you know extremely flamboyant or just a token secondary character. But I think it was a step forward in in the gay and lesbian <laughs> community to have. The main uh, antagonist of Dexter be a gay character, and not you know be like pink tutus and everything. 
Yeah, that that was different. And you know, I mean, he had some badass moments too, like uh, the moment where Dexter tried to set him up, uh, and um, he goes into the, uh, I believe it was a, it was a Cuban um, um, gang hideout or hangout, and uh, he doesn't realize it, and they all pull guns on him, and he's able to, in in um, John Woo fashion, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. is able to take them all out. <laughs> You know, and those guys need to be uh, shamed on. Uh, they they need to be, sh- you know, shamed when they go to hell or wherever they're going in their afterlife. That seven of them in the close proximity couldn't sh- take out one guy. <laughs> you know, <It's> like really, <laughs> you know, it's like okay, was he desperado? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, one thing we we haven't talked about is um. The character Jurg Lyashkovich, mm-hmm. uh, Isaac's bodyguard, mm-hmm. cue ball, cue ball, <laughs> right? The gloves. <laughs> I thought, you know, as not that it was a small part, but the fact that he said a handful of lines throughout his appearance on on the season, I, I just wanted to get it out there that he was awesome. And was very pivotal in the plot, especially when it came to Isaac's uh, not necessarily turning point, but when Isaac needed help. Right. And you're um, went to take care of another character uh, that we got very familiar with over season seven, and that would be Hannah McKay. Hannah McKay. Oh my God. Um, you know what? Um, okay. When they were basically when they first introduced Hannah McKay, Hannah McKay, uh, for those who may not remember, I don't know how you couldn't if you watched the season, <laughs> but uh <laughs> they introduced this storyline of that this killer, uh named Wayne Randall, um, who had went on a killing spree with his young uh Girlfriend who was Hannah McKay at 15. Uh, I forgot how many years this had been. Uh, you know that he had said that he knew where some more bodies were, and and uh, so the Dex they take him out of prison to try to figure out where these bodies were. And Hannah McKay, who has moved on with her life after having been along for the ride with Wayne Randall in these free killings. Um, you know, was brought to some of these sites to look at these bodies and uh or possible sites. And something interesting happens is uh Wayne Randall uses this opportunity of looking at these dig sites um to basically commit suicide. And the last person he talked to was Dexter. Oh, they had a really nice talk too. They had a very interesting conversation, and he walks in front of a bus, and you said something very interesting about that moment, uh, about what you think that that could be. Well, the the moment well, of uh, him dying in that way, uh, Wayne Randall, about Dexter, possibly. Well, the, the things they were talking about were, um, you know, Dexter's inner monologue is, you know, could I ever find a way to, you know, Clear my conscience. Is this guy the guy, you know one that's going to help me? Then he goes and kills himself. And is you know 
if if Dexter was seeing a bit of himself in Wayne Randall, what will that say about Dexter? About what he's going to think about himself when that last episode comes around. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't think of it in that way when I saw it, but it was a very interesting point that you brought up in our, our pre-show uh, chat. And, you know, is it some foreshadowing, possibly, at a, as a potential end for Dexter? But, um, so, but during all of that, Dexter's able to meet uh, Hannah McKay, who's now all, mm-hmm. she's all now grown up and stuff, and yeah. uh, looking all hot and stuff. And uh, <laughs> and you knew right away there was some fireworks between them. You know, Dexter was looking like, ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> it's been a while for Dex, so, you know, he's single. He, he can he can see somebody. It's it's not out of the question, right? No, not at all. Not at he's, all. Serial killers need love? Yeah, just because his hobby is moita, you know. Everybody has weird quirks. <laughs> But it's something he found out during the investigation that really sent them from flirty to, what would you say they ended up being? Uh, They were intertwined. (laughs) (laughs) They they found out they had a lot in common. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Dexter, you know, basically put her on his naughty list. Of people to uh, to put on his table and murder, and he put her on the table, wraps her up in plastic, is about to do her in, and he realized, looking at her on the table, that he could figure out much more better things to do with her than kill her. <laughs> he did her in all right. <laughs> oh yeah, he did her. He stuck her. <laughs> you know, so he cuts her loose, and uh, and it was, you know, you thought it could happen by the way they were acting, but uh, you know, and they they started going at it on the table, and am I weird because it was hot? <laughs> as long as you kept your pants on, it's okay. Yeah, I did. Thank thank God <laughs> for that. <laughs> so you know, so they they went at it on the table, and that's how the, that episode ended. And uh, so uh, then, you know, Dexter got a girlfriend, <laughs> which, yeah. which was interesting because also you had the introduction of a character named Sal Price, who is a, uh, a, uh, an, an author who had wrote a book about Wayne Randall and, and Hannah McKay's uh, um, skills free and had found out some information that possibly – Hannah McKay was more than just a passive uh, watcher, as uh, R- Randall as Randall uh, murdered people and was writing a new book, and he wanted Hannah to uh, to be interviewed for it. So, um, as he was investigating Hannah, Hannah, who has a really good talent of poisoning people. <laughs> I thought her uh, talent was botany. You know, it was botany and butchery, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, you know, so um, and also too, um, we have to say that Sal Price, who met Deb, who it's been a while for Deb since she's had some action, some good action. Yeah, and for once, 
um, a guy she's kind of into doesn't uh, abduct people and kill them. <laughs> no. So, you know, she was into him, went on a couple of dates, shared with him, with her what he thought about Hannah McKay. And, you know, he ends up getting poisoned and dies in Dexter's apartment. <laughs> you know? So, uh, which causes Deb to now want Hannah's head on the, on the plate. But Dexter's like, uh-uh. <laughs> He's like, uh-uh, I got other plans for that girl. <laughs> you know? <laughs> which, you know, it leads her to... There was a very interesting moment in the series where he uh she confides in him finally that she thought she was going to the uh to the church at the end of season 6 when she caught him in the middle of killing Travis that to tell him that he loved she loved him it was in love with him yeah not <laughs> no no more that you know he's my brother no this was for some reason a stupid psychiatrist is like are you sure you're not in love with Dexter? <laughs> and she's like, no. Well, maybe. I know Florida is close to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that uh, close in that way. <laughs> uh, just to clear things up, they are not blood related. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this isn't, you know, you know, Kentucky happening all in here. <laughs> oh, shit. So, you know, so... uh um, and you know that that was a really great episode and a great moment on the show, and and I loved how Dexter, you know, because you're wondering like how's Dexter going to react to it, and he 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 actually reacts to it, you know, very almost scientifically, you know, and he he's trying to use reason and he he explains to her, I I think I know why you you know it makes sense and you know he's trying to you know explain it to her in that in that regard, and she's like. Motherfucker, I'm in love with you. You know, I thought I was in love with you, till, and now I don't know because you kill people. <laughs> you know, it was a, re- a really good moment. But then, well, if that's a, if that's a deal breaker, then you know it was never meant to be in the big. You know, right? You got to set me for er- for everything. <laughs> you know, just because I'm a killer, you gonna throw me to the curtain? No. But uh, um, so okay, so then what happened was she wanted. She calls uh, Dexter in the middle of the night and says that she wants him to do his thing, you know, murder Hannah on the table. And Dexter's in bed with Hannah, <laughs> you know. And so what did you think, though, when I, I believe the episode ended like that? Yes. What did you think? Did you think, you know, that Dexter would do it or what, what were you thinking? Well, there was I, – I never believed he would, you know – Doing Hannah uh, at Deb's request, mm-hmm. because even though she knows, even though um, uh, Dexter, you know Hannah meets the code of you know which this show is named after, um, mm-hmm. he, you know he he has feelings for Hannah and he was gonna. I can't say he was going to just forget about everything she's done. But he definitely put her on the do not kill list. <laughs> and I think he wanted to keep Deb's conscious clean so she's not ordering uh, a death. See, 
our show is called Harry's Code, right? Which is about who, you know, what killers to kill. But there's also the Coochie Code. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she fits that other code, too, of people I want to sleep with. And I think uh, that's that's the kind of code he was thinking about when he saw her on that table. And, you know, so... <laughs> he should have said, okay, Deb, I'm going to stab her repeatedly. <laughs> so, I, th- I think... Uh, so I believe there was a moment where uh, she, he basically, she finds out that Dexter is, you know, screwing her, and she cries and says, "That's that's the worst thing you could do," you know. Remember that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, like you're happy with your girlfriend, but your girlfriend killed my potential boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> Odd double dating. If there ever was any. Oh jeez. One one thing um, we didn't uh, talk about yet was, you know, Dexter having a girlfriend. He's he's had women in his life before. He's had a woman that knows what he does before. Mm-hmm. Twice. But Hannah, he was able to completely open up to her, especially um, when you remember the going after uh, the Phantom. Mm-hmm. And he he just. Downright told her, "I want this guy on my table." Right. You've never seen him do that before. Never admit his passion to anybody. You know, minus Harry. Uh, not even his own. Should I say his own brother? We'll get into that at some point down the road. Um, but no, his his passion for what he does has always been his secret. Right. It it's slipped on a couple of occasions and it almost cost him big time. But he always managed to keep it under control until Hannah and he was just letting it all out. Oh yeah. And, and you know, one thing too that's very interesting about all this is that Dexter you know, it's like if you think about it in this terms, the way that most people get caught when they murder somebody is they talk about it. Because if you pull off the perfect crime, it's like, damn, but I want to tell somebody, right? <laughs> What's the point of doing it? Yeah, right, Nobody I so knows. Cool. I was so cool to get away with this crime. I got to tell somebody. And Dexter has gotten away with a lot of crimes, you know. He's kind of cheating, though, because being the, the blood guy... For the, for, you know, that's kind of cheating. It's tipping the scales in your favor. But, Especially uh, when it's your crime scene. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that uh, everything is... <laughs> like, yeah. to, go, to go back to Isaac Serko, um, mm-hmm. when the hit was called out on him, right. uh, the the Ukrainian, the head, the head of the mafia, got really pissed off that this was taking so long to come... You know, to an end. Right. Because Isaac became obsessed with finding his lover's killer. When he found his lover's killer, he, he Dexter became his pet project. Right. There were many times he could have just taken him out, but he no, he wanted it to be the right time and the right place. They sat down and talked. Even though they both knew they wanted to kill each other, they right. just sat down and had a chat. A la heat moment. 
<laughs> Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Heat. <laughs> I love those moments. Right. It's like you know it's there. But it's not going to happen just yet. So um, when Isaac uh, gets a hit called on him, Dexter uh, is going <laughs> to kill Isaac himself and uh, runs into the hitman in <laughs> the uh, was the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> they have the same objective, <laughs> and Dexter takes him out. So what happens? Because Isaac was out, he comes back. You know, he's under constant police surveillance because Deb knows Isaac is trying to kill Dexter, so she wants to protect Dexter. Right. But of course, he's only under surveillance because he happened to um, kill a bar full of gang members single-handedly. <laughs> And which, by the way, was a beautiful moment in itself when Dexter. Okay, Dexter leads him into a rival gang's bar. You know, thinking these guys are just going to kill him on the spot, which they tried to do. So when Dexter is called back to analyze the crime scene, he's like, "There's five bodies. What? <laughs> there should only be one." And he he's looking at the blood and he's like. Oh, so that's what happened. This guy's pretty good. But to get back to the hitman, he it's um he takes out the hitman, Circo calls the police. Everybody knows because of the surveillance Circo wasn't in, he had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Dexter once again gets called in to analyze the crime scene and he's like, "Well, this is what happened." But of course, that's what he always does. Nobody batted an eyelash except Circo. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what happened." <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, it kind of, it's kind of a cheat to hunt yourself, right? <laughs> Especially when you don't want to get caught. I, I hopefully this show doesn't embolden. Other blood spatter uh, guys that think they can murder with impunity and just you know fix the crime scene. You know that's that's the one thing about these kind of shows. You hope that people don't. You know it's like don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> you know. But um, okay. Uh-huh. We talked about um, Sal Price. Right, Sal Price. And how he was killed mm-hmm. by Hannah McKay. Uh, one of the things Dexter asks himself is, you know, can you really trust a poisoner? Mm-hmm. You know, because what they do is so sneaky. That's how Sal Price was killed, uh, poisoned. Right. But we also mentioned that he was writing a book about Hannah, and he was privy to some information that could have gotten her put away for uh, something that happened when she was much younger. Right. And that was, um, what was it, a boarding school? that uh, Boarding school or some sort of uh, juvenile facility or something like that? Someone in an authoritative position was, for lack of a better term, molesting the girls there. Right. Hannah and a friend of hers were among the victims. So Hannah poisoned him and killed him. 
Only a couple of people knew this. One was the friend, which became not a target, but definitely a, a person on Deb's radar. Right. But the other person who we briefly got familiar with was Hannah McKay's father, Clint McKay. Right. And he was kind of a dick. Yes. <laughs> I love how, you know, you saw it coming, but it was great. They introduced him, to, you know, and he's, you know, he you know, he explains how he wasn't there for her and he was always been a dick, you know, and he just wanted to make up for what he's done. He's out of prison for check kiting and he just wants to, you know, make amends and he's so sweet and I want to take you and Dexter out to dinner and you know, and just you know, just salt of the earth guy. Just, yeah. Just really great and he just wants to make up for being a bad father. And then it gets to the point at the dinner of what he really his real agenda is, and he's like, "So I have this investment and opportunity, and you know I just need ten thousand dollars, and I can get my life started all over again, and just be an honest man, and be the father you always blah blah blah." <laughs> and and she very sweetly, you know, said she couldn't do it. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, Daddy, I don't have the money. And, and oh man, you like you can mortgage your house, right? <laughs> I'm gonna say that I'm gonna ask somebody for ten thousand dollars and then tell them about the mortgaging their house. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's not a problem. People do that every day, right? And give me the money. <laughs> it should be mentioned. This guy also has a bad gambling problem, <laughs> right? So, you know, and he just went, it was funny how he went from father knows best, you know, you know, uh, um, you know, sweet father to asshole. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to put it. He he shows up drunk, what, drove through her uh, uh, greenhouse, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you have the money. <laughs> <laughs> And Dexter had to get all Dexter on him. He's like, you have to leave. You don't want to see my bad side. <laughs> it's like he's a Hulk. <laughs> yeah, you won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> and he actually contemplated. He's like, you know, um, Clint McKay is a real bastard. And I want to kill him so bad. But I can't because he doesn't meet the code. <laughs> But then he has a little talk with Hannah, and she brings forth the idea that, hey, that whole dark passenger stuff, that's a load of crap. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Something I believed my whole life is bullshit? <laughs> you know. That can't be. My dad said that I'm not in control of what I do. It's it's this this dark passenger, this this thing that rides along with me and takes over. And she's like, no, no, you you always have complete control. Let, let, let me ask you a question. Would that work as a, a husband telling that to his wife? Like, I cheat on you. It's not me. It's my dark passenger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, that asshole. He he makes me do it. I, I can't. I have no control. <laughs> I but if my dark passenger likes booze and hookers, <laughs> at least I'm not killing people. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's a monumental moment too for him to doubt about this dark passenger. Um, because, you know, that's something if you watch the show, uh, that's always been a part of uh Dexter, um, is the fact that he can't control his actions. In fact that there's this you know, this this being, this uh entity that controls him that leads him to do uh these naughty things. You know, the the AKA the dark passenger. Um so you know, um, when you when they said that, what was their, your first impressions about that? I mean, did it? You know, did you go? So what? When Hannah's like making Dexter doubt that his dark passenger might not exist. Mm-hmm. Well, my first thought was this. You know, it's the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. You know, Dexter doesn't have a dark side. He is the dark side, but he has that thing with him that allows him to do what he does without guilt. Right. But when it came to him saying you know not not a you know verbatim quote here but when he's questioning you mean I'm in control of my actions, I'm responsible for everything that I've done? Mm-hmm. My my thought was well duh. Right, right. <laughs> you ain't that you ain't that dumb, Dex. You don't you don't think it it almost started. It seemed like he was starting to feel guilt for right. a brief moment. Right. And then I think the dark passenger is what made him justify everything he's done over the years, as well as adding the fact, well, they're they're bad people anyway, because that's what he was taught. Right. If he's going to kill, it should be someone that deserved to die. That's right. And, you know, the list of people that deserve to die, I mean, there is a list, you know, of people who deserve to go. And uh, you don't want a guy like Dexter, though, uh, with that list. Because, you know, well, I guess maybe you do, because he he's killed some pretty big-time assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. Maybe that is a good thing. There's, there's been a couple of times where, like we said, um, Clint McKay was a total asshole, but he wasn't a killer. His biggest uh, danger was to Hannah McKay because he was threatening to uh, take the information about the murder from her childhood to the police. Right. He's so, he's a dream killer or a fantasy that my father is a uh <laughs> a nice guy killer, but yeah. So when Dexter plunged his knife deep into Hannah's father's chest and dumped him overboard, I think he felt relieved. Uh, and then it also kind of set up this new uh, thing, possibly, of, you know what, maybe I can kill. I can kill without worrying about, am I, uh, you know, if someone fits a code or nothing, I can kill for the fuck of it. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be, like, you know, nabbing innocent people, but, you know, people that do wrong things that 
don't always make them killers. Just, well, I wouldn't be sad if someone took out the people that cut me off on the interstate. <laughs> that they they fall under the new code, right? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Those assholes. So while all of this is going on, I I know everybody out there, your heads are just exploding with information right now. While all of this is going on, there's La Guerta in the background. My girl. And she is, you know, she sent that uh, blood slide to an uh, independent lab because for some crazy reason she didn't think she could trust her own department. Hmm. Why? Because the original Bay Harbor Butcher case uh, was very uh, likely uh, Miami Metro um, inside involvement. And she never believed it was who they said it was, but she still thought it was somebody there. So she she's having all of this work done. She gets the results back, and suddenly, not just you know a finger, but several fingers um, start pointing to a, a certain analyst that we all love. Masuka. Well, we love him. <laughs> but the titular character of the show, Mr. Dexter Morgan, is just showing up on radars left and right. And La Guerta needs help to go through all of the uh, previous evidence, all of the the previous case files. And who does she get? Deb. <laughs> right. The devil's sister. <laughs> and, and real quick. I've had the biggest crush on Lauren Velez for like years since she was on. Uh, she did this movie called I Like It Like That, and she was on New York Undercover and Oz. And uh, I just wanted to get that out the way. <laughs> oh, fair yeah, enough, fair enough. Love me some Lauren Velez, but John, she puts in a great performance. Yes, every time. And and uh, you know, um, I was. I was really glad too to see her play this this uh character because I I thought she, you know, was a uh perfect choice to play that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she gets Deb to help her. You know, they're going through um old photos. They talk to um the Trinity Keller's family. And through all this time, you know, at one point Deb finds a photo of Dexter at a wedding party where he uh, was staking out one of the victims. And LaGuerta is specifically looking for um, her own employees in these pictures. So if she sees Dexter, she's going to be like, you know, I knew it, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And Deb, while she's not... There was that one one point in time where she inhibited the investigation blatantly. But the other times, you know, they're going on interviews talking to these missing people's families. The missing people are, you know, Dexter's uh, playmates. Um, (laughs) 
and she's just kind of trying to rush through questioning, you know, um, really just trying to convince LaGuerta, you know, this is crazy. We know who the Bay Harbor Butcher is. We know who it is. So LaGuerta, you know, using, you know, air quotes, concedes defeat uh, for the moment. And then uh, tell me. Who did she go go to next, and why was it like a big shocking moment? Oh, our good friend uh, Matthews, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Recently retired. Yeah, yeah, because of her. <laughs> yeah. Matthews and Laguerta have a very long history together, and it's not a good one. You, you know what's so funny? I love this in just real in just life. Where you fuck me over, cause me all this pain, and then you reach out to me because I really need your help. <laughs> it's like, what motherfucker? <laughs> and neither one of them were the best cops in the world. They were just both really good at playing the political game. Right. Right. And and the actor who plays uh, Matthews. Uh, he's a he does a excellent job. He plays a dirtbag. Really well because he's always a dirtbag. When he was the president on Twenty Four, he was a dirtbag. You know, he was like just, just a, a really good actor. Hopefully, he's just acting. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, he's uh, he is an old friend of uh, the Morgans. Yes, uh, especially Harry and Deb's dad, and he's after um, Harry died. Been kind of looking out for him. So when LaGuerta comes at him with, um, I think I know who the real Bay Harbor Butcher is, he's like, You're crazy. Uh, we we already know it's Dokes. We already know this. We already know that. And she's like, Please help me. And he's like, uh, I want my full pension. Oh, his name is Jeff Peterson, by the way. Sorry. So that, you know, he helps her, but. Yeah, she she has to, you know, pay for it. Yeah, um yeah, it's it's pretty funny too cuz you know what they say uh um politics makes strange bedfellows is kind of pretty much what's going on there. And my guess is that she before she knew, she, I think she assumed it was Dexter. You know what I mean? Uh I just really think that uh that uh that um he was uh he was really on her radar because remember Dokes always always uh thought there was something off about Dexter. And uh there was that great moment on the show where Dexter is like, you know, in a in a department full of police officers Detectives, Dokes is like the only one that thinks there's something off about me. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, which I'm, I'm thinking like all of these motherfuckers. When it comes out that Dexter, if it comes out that Dexter, you know, is who he is, everybody should be fired from top to bottom. <laughs> you know, I think, the parking I think lot attendant should be should be fired. I think everybody's gonna kill themselves. <laughs> it's like how you're a fucking murder police. And you don't know that there's a serial killer working right next to you. I thought um, one of the best uh, performances of 
uh, any of the characters mm-hmm. came during this season when Dexter was actually arrested. <laughs> yeah. Um, arrested and questioned by uh, uh, La Guerta. Right. And that performance was by um, David Zayas. Batista. Batista, yes. Who is uh, was an actual detective in in New York before he became an actor? Doesn't surprise me because he just does it so well. Yes. But um, his first role was as a as a uh, crime uh, a gang leader. It's <laughs> so, funny. Oh, no, he was a crime crime dude uh, boss. The 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 part in particular I thought he just nailed it was when um he's trying to convince LaGuerta that it, it it just seems so earnest and so heartfelt that you know he's like it can't be Dexter it you, you're losing it poor Batista if he ever finds out I know he might cry <laughs> uh. I probably feel almost as bad for him than anyone else, because he, you know, he he loves Dexter so much. He has since you know the show started. At least he just thinks you know Dexter's kind of quirky, but he's just a good guy. Batista's the one that took Dexter under his wing and tried to you know normal him up a little bit. Yeah, he's like you know come out with us, you know. Wanted Dexter to be part of the gang, right? But uh, you know, in the beginning, Dokes was there, so he's like, "That's a creepy motherfucker." Yeah, like, uh, you know what? Dab and and uh, Dokes should have hooked up, and it, it, there was a little tension between the two of them. I guess we'll talk about it when we deal with the first season. Yeah. But uh, they both had, you know, very similar foul mouths. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, I would have loved to just been a, a fly on their wall uh, as them as a couple just cursing, you know, at each other. <laughs> oh shoot, they they are they're too too good for each other. Uh, okay, so all right, so um, Tom Matthews uh, helps Laguerta, um try to figure out who the Bay Harbor Bookshare is, and there's that great scene where he convinces uh, Laguerta to let him talk to Dexter. I've known him a long time. And, and and it's obvious that he never for one second believes it's Dexter. He thinks she's crazy. So he's like, but let me... He does his job. That's right. He does his job. And uh, he goes and he meets with Dexter. And it's, you know, it's kind of felt like an old boys club, you know? You know, yeah. you know this crazy woman over there thinks you're a murderer. <laughs> you know, obviously she doesn't know what she's talking about. You know? So just make us believe that you didn't do it. And, you know, and eventually he gives them uh, some somewhat proof that well, uh, he didn't do it. Go into that conversation real quick. Um, uh-huh. Because, you know, he he's like, you know, uh, Maria thinks, you know, you're the Pay Harbor Butcher. And he's like, she does? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why me? You know, he's... Playing off the the lab geek uh, angle that he's been using for so many years, and he's like, I don't know. Um, 
she just has it in her head that it's not dope and blah 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 and um but then his tone takes a slight turn uh when he's asking um what was it about the boat and Dexter's like Dokes had a boat and he's like oh he did did he and then it was done <laughs> but the Guerta never once thought it was true you know and then uh um some something interesting that they went back to uh, the situation about her, his mother, which ultimately made him the guy, the man he is, being killed in the ta- in the container, and mm-hmm. the man that sent the three men to kill his mother in a very vicious way in front of Dexter, um, chainsaw, chainsaw um, and that was uh, played by ne- uh, the great actor Nestor Serrano. Um, he played. Uh, look at me. Uh, as I look through my notes, uh, Hector Estrada, yes. uh, played by Nestor Serrano, uh, a very good character actor, um, um, was in prison and and was getting out of prison conveniently, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, to finish the the cycle, he had to get that revenge, right? Yeah, it became a. How can I pass this up? This is, this is it. This is the guy that I've always wanted. Right. I, I bet you though. Those. Uh, I bet you Nestor, when he, you know, was eventually on that table, was thinking, I should have killed that baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be on this table right now if I killed that little kid. <laughs> you know. Now, do you recall what happened? Um. We'll put it this way: the first time Dexter got his chance. Oh yeah, when um, he had him on the on the table and he's about to do him in, he does his text textbook uh, speech, and then he's like, "That bitch set me up." <laughs> what bitch? The the police captain set me up. I'm like, you weren't the one set up. He just starts hauling ass. <laughs> It, there's been a couple of times through the series where he's gotten in those positions where it looks like, how the fuck is he getting out of this? And that moment on them docks, you're like, your heart, your heart is pounding. Like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Is he gonna, you know, is he gonna get busted in that? You, you really didn't think that, but and, and then on top of that, Estrada gets away. Right. <laughs> and he has that moment where he looks and he sees him go, and he's like, ah, fuck it, you know, just jumps in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. So now Dexter has big problems. He knows LaGuerta's really onto him, and uh, there's an eyewitness that can, you know, you know really mess up his uh, plan. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an eyewitness that he really wanted dead. <laughs> right. So that was a really bad day for Dex. Not, yeah, not not good. So LaGuerta's closing in on Dexter. And it's it's getting very uncomfortable because all of this is going on. Um so what, how how did that make you feel uh you know seeing the tight uh the what what do you call it the the news titan. You know, it's funny. 
when the circle thing ended, you know, which you know, uh, it it didn't drag out to the end of the season. No, no, that was I, very right. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. It, it at first I liked the whole circle thing, and it was kind, but it was kind of a little. You know, I said, "Oh, it's over already." You know, because I really liked the, the the dynamic there, and you were kind of wondering, "Okay, what's what's gonna happen from this point forward?" And then when it went into that, you know, this collision course between, you know, LaGuardia v, you know, v um, Dexter, yeah, um, you know, I I was really into it. I mean, I was very into. It. I couldn't wait to you know the next episode, and you know, you 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 figured. Probably Dick uh, LaGuardia was going to get killed. You know that that was a uh, you know the the big assumption was that it was probably going to happen. But uh, you know you wanted to see how it was going to be played out, and you know I thought it played out very well. And uh, so Dexter, after that moment, knows that he has to do something, and then he essentially sets himself up to be arrested, <laughs> which is very uh, dangerous. <laughs> you know, thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like the prison break thing. Is I'm gonna get arrested so I can break my brother out. You know, it's like you know, I don't know if you want to play around with getting arrested, even though you you know you can kind of game the system from being the blood splatter guy. But uh, so Dexter gets arrested, and I love how like no one believes it to be true. You know, everybody's like, okay, this bitch done lost her mind saying Dexter's the the Bay Harbor butcher. It's like. He's a creepy person who's very weird. He fits the profile, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I might have been like, "Damn, yeah, he, yeah, he is a Bay Harbor Busher, fucking crazy bastard," you know. <laughs> That's what I think. Um, the the best part of the performance, um, with LaGuerta was this season was uh, the fact that no matter what she said. She was absolutely right, mm-hmm. but it still came off as she was nuts. <laughs> and, and Dexter played so meek, you know, just like I, I just, I don't know why you're doing this to me, you know, like yeah. <laughs> she, you know, she wanted to stick her gun in his head, <laughs> pull the trigger, like, you know. And the cool thing though was after he, you know, she's, it, it you know, the the evidence is. And falsified and whatever, and no one believes that he's guilty and that she's on some witch hunt. That a great moment is now. If she had any doubts that he was guilty, she knows for sure that he's guilty. He she just can't prove it at that point. So it's kind of like okay, it, I you know because I'm sure there was maybe some doubts, you know. Yeah. There was no doubts after that, you know. He basically, you know, and they had that great moment when they're in the they're in the elevator, and it's kind of a, you know, kind of a, uh huh, you know, I know about you, motherfucker. You got all these other people fooled, but you know, and remember, she had a crush on him. Oh yeah. First. It was a weird crush, like a schoolgirl type crush in that first season. Now she's like, she wants to crush him, <laughs> you know. So uh, th- that was a great moment. And uh, you know, so it, it 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 was dangerous because on one hand he clears his name and and fucks her up, but now there's no doubt that that she is 
know, now that she knows for certain that he is the Beharu Butcher. Um, and then there's that moment where, you know, she, she does a great thing. She, she plays that political game. She she knows she's been fucked, so she plays the role like I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know, I'll need to rehab my name. But she's still plotting on how she's going to prove it. And she there's a great scene. There's another great scene where he where he has uh he ha she has um my girl uh Deb come in and very chillingly uh shows her the tape of her with the gas. You know <laughs> that we talked about earlier, remember? Yeah. Yeah. So uh um you know there was another battle going on that was really just as intense in its own way. And that was uh, Deb versus Hannah. Yes. Deb in, Deb beat Hannah. And it, it to to sum it up quickly, Hannah, you know, is in love with Dexter. Deb is in love with Dexter. Kinda they don't really go really that deep into it, um you know, as far as where that relationship went. Um but Deb knows Hannah's a killer but doesn't hate the fact that her brother's happy, but doesn't like the fact that this killer's walking the streets and she could I mean she just wants to prove it. So Hannah's like, okay, now Deb's a threat. So what can I say other than a bottle of water <laughs> changed everything? Yeah. It's crazy. Oh man. That is why I love this show. It's a it's a great show. So okay, um we we are at the part in the actual in the finale of the finale. And uh so do you want to um save that for the next show and and kind of go into the origins of the show as well or do you want to um cover that now? Well, let's see. I think there are two major events that happened. Um mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, let, let's cover it real quick. Uh at okay. least. Let, let's not go into the final scenes. Okay. But let's talk about the car accident. All right. Um, it is believed that Hannah McKay poisoned Deb. She never denied doing it, but, you know, for us conspiracy theorists out there, she never admitted to doing it either. She just went down for it. Right. Because uh, once she... Dexter tested a bottle of water found in his sister's car after a car accident. Uh, she fell asleep behind the wheel, which fits Hannah's M.O., and was in pretty bad condition. So Dexter made his choice then and there on um, where his loyalties are, even though it hurt him. We know it hurt him. He he turned in Hannah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he chose, uh, you know, the love of his sister over the coochie. Yes, he did. <laughs> but so. some of us out here, 
uh, in Dexterland believe that maybe Hannah wasn't the one that did it. I I always thought it was Deb did it to herself, but that's kind of extreme, though, to do that and you know miss death. But I I mean after, I, after everything we've watched over the uh, season seven. I uh-huh. don't think that's the most extreme thing that's happened. <laughs> not yeah, not not hardly. So it you know we're just throwing it out there. The speculation is there that Deb might have done it to herself just to get Dexter to that point of uh, dropping Hannah. And how shitty your sister doing that to you? <laughs> I mean, dang, she's only a serial killer. Come on. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> but it was very sweet. Dexter and Hannah were killing for each other. Aw. If I can only find a love like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we can save the big, giant finale. The end of Season 7 for next time. Alright, next week. So... Um, next week we'll be at a, a our regular time, which is 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So please remember that um, so you can uh, catch the show then. And uh, we're going to be talking about the the uh, the final part of Season 7, as well as uh, um, what we think may happen in the future, uh, Season 8. Uh, season, so you know, and we we want people to give us some feedback on uh, what they thought was going to happen as well, and um, also too, we'll be talking about the um, we're going to try to get to kind of the origin of the series and how it came to be. How did we get here? That's been the theme this season. That's right. Okay, so. Um, Before we go, Kente, why don't you give them the number one more time? They can write it down and wait eagerly by their phones next week when we come back. All right. Um, now, if you are listening to the show live, you can call in at area code 347-326-9541. Once again, that's area code 347-326-9541. Uh, and also, one thing that people can do is, if they want to um, talk to us in between shows, and they want to leave a um, voicemail, we have another number that you can call and leave a voicemail message that we that we will play on on the air, and that is three two three five nine six seven four six nine. Once again, that's three two three. Five nine six seven four six nine. I will include these in the show notes. And uh, you know, I think it's a good first show. I'm really excited to work with you on this, Josh. And I'm uh, also excited. All right. And also, um, you have a show tomorrow, another show, and uh, Wednesday as well. Yes, I do on uh, Tuesday nights, or rather Wednesday mornings. It depends on how you look at it. At midnight. You know that in between area. I uh, am the host of the Wingman Show. I cover news from Hollywood, movies, television. I like to. Well, the theme is we talk about who's doing what in Hollywood, not who's doing who. <laughs> <laughs> you 
And on Wednesdays, uh, I am co-host of a show called Just Kicking It with Ramsey. And you can find that at uh, www.spreaker.com slash user slash Ramsey. That's R-A-M-M-Z-E-E. And you will not just hear one familiar voice on that show, but two. Michael C. Hall? Yet, wait, no. <laughs> no. The Rock. Kente. Oh, me. Yeah, that's right. I will be on this show. And looking forward to it. And and also, too, we have, there's another show that I produce. Um, it's called The Spotlight. Um, you can get that show right here at Blog Talk Radio um, forward slash Indie Showcase. Or you can um, get it at cctoolbox.org um, forward slash Indie Radio. So. Then you can find a lot of this on iTunes as well. Yes. All right. So, I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to, to working with you on the show. I'm excited. About, Me too. About uh, this year, there's going to be uh, news um, about Dexter in the last season. So we're going to get you all the news as far as uh, cast hires. We're going to break down the, the the characters of the show uh, when they do Comic Con. We're going to have we're going to have Comic Con stuff. We're going to try like hell to get you know Michael C. Hall on the show. We might have to abduct him with the. Uh, with the uh, syringe there, <laughs> we can get him. <laughs> you know, he might be gro- he might be groggy, but you think he'll appreciate you know our level of uh, <laughs> as an artist? I think he will. Yes. Uh, okay. I mean, so, wood, wood, hypothetical. <laughs> so hopefully he won't be too groggy from <laughs> from it. But uh, you know, so you know, we hope that uh, you will enjoy the show and please give us uh, feedback so we know. Um, how to make the show even better. So, with I, that being said, mm-hmm. I am Josh. And I am Kente. And this has been Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast. All right. And we will leave you once again with the beautiful theme song of uh, Dexter. We're going to have an actual theme song, hopefully, for uh, our show. But we're going to leave you with the uh, Dexter theme song one more time. So, until next week.